Tonight's Expeditions is brought to you by Elder, because the only thing less conceivable is an eternity without love. Elder. Trevor Ebbs, Father O'Malley. Now that everybody is back safely, for the most part, with the Grail, everyone has met up on the Hidden Island in preparation of a druid celebration for the recovery of the Grail. You and Og were sent down to the beach with the goal of trying to find some clams and seafood for dinner tonight. There is to be some sort of celebration for the return of the Holy Grail. And they wanted to have something nice to eat instead of just the regular fruits and berries and pizza rolls that they brought with them. Um, who's they? The Druids. They're not taking the Grail from you or anything, but they were helping you find it and making sure you were capable and consider themselves your allies in this task. They also love to party. Oh, I totally dig it, man. I just, uh, it's always funny when the druids bring pizza rolls. <laughs> but totally cool. Skadoop doop 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 boop down to the beach we go. We're going to get some clams and shovel and stuff. Yeah. So, like, I really hope Osmond's doing okay. Because, you know, that was some wild stuff that happened the other day. Indeed. It was, uh, very scary and touch and go for a while there, but... Thankfully, uh, we did manage to get away in that in that car that you uh, borrowed. You look to the side and see the car crashed into the beach about 40 feet away. That reminds me. I should have that towed. Yes, anyway. You should also pay for the repairs or a replacement. Wait, isn't that what insurance is for? I'm not certain that whoever's car this is has the kind of insurance that covers battles of holy forces. No, I meant my insurance. Because, you know, that's why I pay for insurance, so I can insure everything I touch. I am unaware of insurance of that caliber, but I'm also hitherto unaware of fortunes such as yours, so it's possible. Uh, You might want to have your lawyer look into that. Sounds good. Like, Og waiting for Obamacare. Og Obamacare? <laughs> I'm just glad that Og is back, because uh, I wasn't sure he had made it through whatever uh, hijinks you and he had gotten up to after we parted ways. Well, I'm not entirely sure that Quincy was very appreciative of the junk that Og took out of him. So Delicious. Yeah, I don't doubt that. You know, forbidden fruit and all that, though. Um, (laughs) But that's behind us. Or is it? Is it in front of us? I don't know. Honestly, Trevor, uh, I'm still uncertain that if we were to leave Atuan at this point, that both Sir Bors and uh, the mysterious 
benefactor of the Skinwalkers might not be uh, ready to pounce on us and type and attempt to retake the Grail. Um, well, you see, the Grail is an ancient artifact, and as such, with today's laws, I had to register that. So, while we were out here, I hopped on my phone, and I went through the court records, and I was like, yo, dog, I want to get this taken care of. And they were like, you gotta do this officially. And I'm like, I don't know how to do that. They were like, talk to your lawyer. So, like, I called Chuck, and Chuck was like, no problem, dude. So, Chuck took care of it, and it's officially my grail. And I was also once told that the pen, way mightier than the sword. So, um, Sir Boris, not a problem. I have a strong pen. He has a strong sword. Yes, I don't think you fathom exactly how strong uh, it was for a non-zero amount of time protruding from either end of Sir Osmond. Well? And also with the skinwalkers having either learned or always had the ability to take on the form of other humans, uh, it could certainly get more... And with the Skinwalkers having learned the ability, or have having always had the ability to take the form of other humans, uh, it's certainly going to become a lot harder for us to figure out who we can trust. So what I'm hearing is I need to up my security. Og steps behind you, puts on a pair of aviator sunglasses, and crosses his arms over his chest. Hmm. Yes. Can you run? I ask Og. He switches his feet around in the sand. Can you do jumping jacks? He looks confused. I do a jumping jack. He mimics you. You're hired. Here's a contract. Bring it to my lawyer. He'll talk you through it. He eats the contract. Excellent. So, I think we have enough clams. And we should totes head back for the party with the druids. Og found crab. Og found crab. There is one dangling off of his snout. And uh, Excellent catch, Og. Heck yeah, we slap in the bucket. Let's hope that these druid parties go a lot better than every other druid party we've attended. As you come up the forest path, just as the sun is starting to go down. The first thing that catches your eye is the large fire, blazing in the central fire pit of the camp. Most of the druids are out and about, and they're dancing and singing along to 80s pop, blaring from a very large boombox. Sir Osmond is there, standing with Atsimanu and Grandmother. And as you approach, the three of them smile. Atsimanu walks up to one of the drummers, playing a wooden drum with an animal skin head. She takes the mallet from him and bangs on it loudly. Everyone quiets down and looks in your direction. A fine way to get the crowd's attention, as it were, yes. For the past several, well, it feels like fortnights, but it could have clearly been longer than that. Have I and my compatriots quested in the name of discovering the location of the Holy Grail, and to thwart the evil that had plighted our entire land. Mm. 
and at long last, we have found success. Everyone erupts into cheers. What was my order? My charge? It has been the duty of my order for quite a few more years than I am quite really aware of still. <laughs> and while the siege perilous awaited he who would return with the grail, I would not see the order of the knights of the round table be stopped here. No, I see this not as an ending, but as a new beginning. My friends, step forward. Gesturing to the two of you and Og. And I step forward. I will step forward as well. Og bumps into the other two as he tries to step forward. My companions, compatriots, and friends, I would welcome you all into the order of the Knights of the Round Table on this day. Take a knee, each of you. And I painfully reach for the sword at my hip. And with a lot of effort, more than I'm used to showing. Grandmother assists you with drawing it. My thanks, lady. Father O'Malley. Yes, my son. In these darkest of times, you had radiated a light and a ferocity truly befitting of a knight. And I place the sword over one of your shoulders, and as I raise it to the other, you kneel today as a father, but you shall rise as Sir O'Malley, the righteous. Thank you. Young Trevor. Hey, man. Your wisdom, your spontaneous nature, and your always present awareness of what to do in every situation has proven your wisdom in our fight. And I raise the sword from one shoulder to the other. Kneel as the descendant of mine, young Trevor Ebbs, and rise as Sir Trevor the Transcendent. Yeah, man, Transcendience. You're the best. And young Hog. He starts to nibble on the sword a little. Maybe later. Just one moment, one moment. <clears throat> At the start of our excursions into the discovery of the Grail, we had met as foes. But over time, we learned to respect each other, and we have learned to treat redemption with more weight than the sins that have brought us to bear. Mm. And while you have titlelessly knelt here as Og, and I move the sword from one shoulder to the other, Today I would have you rise as Sir Og the Pure. He looks around. He leans in. What Og do now? Why, that is a very good question. He still has not risen to his feet. Perhaps you can begin by rising to your feet, Sir Og. He stands up clumsily. And I would... Be remiss were I not to say that this may very well be the last of my actions as a as a brother to you three, as in this most recent battle my uh, my wounds have struck me in 
places I was unaware I had. I've, uh, I am told to have lost uh, a, a half of a lung and, uh, and have really put my iron liver to the, to the test, I believe. I do not understand truly. I have always been a liver. <laughs> Never a dire. But these are times that are most dire, and with my mission complete, I believe it is time that my sword be sheathed for the last time, and that my vigil simply be to the Grail's protection rather than its seeking. But there are still the innocent out there, those unable to defend themselves who must rely upon the strength of you, my brothers, to provide them aid and succor in this time. And I kneel in front of them. Oh, no. No, sir. Do not kneel. You have been an equal part of this adventure, and I can honestly say that when I was sent forth from the Vatican to try and avert the end times, I knew that I would be called upon to apply my efforts with the young Trevor Ebbs, a surfer of some renown, but none of us were prepared for the arrival of a true bona fide Knight of the Round Table, and I must say that though it is not befitting a man of the cloth such as myself, I found myself for the first time, wearing the hat of a skeptic. However, after all this time, I can say that you truly have been an honorable knight, and it was worthy to serve at your side. So rise to your feet and celebrate with us your ultimate triumph. With a pained grunt and a reluctant use of the sword as a crutch to pull myself up, I thank you for your words, Sir O'Malley. And I run a gauntlet under my eye. Let us not have a terrible bout of rain be the downpour upon this day of jubilation. <laughs> to celebrating my of my comrades, my brothers. Um so when you say you're gonna guard the Grail Man, um you gonna guard it at the mansion? As formidable a fortress as you have, I, and as wonderful as your refreshments certainly are at the humble estate of yours, I, I believe the Grail must be left in a place not incredibly uh, obvious and uh, and easy to locate. I have uh, I have asked the druids of this enclave to. Uh, Perhaps bear the burden of a another passenger on their ways aboard this great tortoise. And Madam Grandmother, I do hope that you could relay the good news. We are more than happy to assist in your vigil, good Sir Knight. The world is safer with you and the Grail here, protected, hidden. So, like, we're going to be able to come and visit, right? So long as it is safe to do so. But we do not oft stay 
in one place for so long. There will come a day when we must seek refuge elsewhere. Well, that's okay. I got a boat. And it gives her husband a hug. And I start partying. And the musicians begin to play. And Cindy Lauper blares from the radio. And beneath the stars on this wild, wonderful night, you party like you never have before. Atsimanu is talking with one of the younger druids a good deal away from the main party. And as you approach, Trevor, you hear her loudly complaining about the music. But when she sees you approaching, she smiles and raises a drink in your direction. What's up, Atsi? Digging the party? It would be much better if there was... mm, Listenable music on. I dig that. I'm not a fan of this bubblegum garbage. Oh, the 80s weren't all that bad. You spin me right round, baby right round. That's not lyrics. That is poison. That's not poison, silly. That's dead or alive. Well, wait, I forgot what I was talking about. Oh, yeah. Wait, no. Oh, yeah. Wait, how'd you end up on the turtle? Grandmother needed help from my tribe, and we owed her from past favors done. So then are you a druid? I do not believe I would call myself such, though our magics are similar in many ways. Oh, totally crazy. I am from far to the south, and they follow... The way is brought over from old Europe. Oh, it's like a cultural thing, not a cult thing. I get it now. Huh. Yes, my family line has been the priestesses of our tribe for many, many generations. We are born with the ability to commune with the great Alicanto. So, like, all of you have an Alicanto? There are more Alicantos than there are people of my blood. When we are young, we head to the mountains and form a bond. The Alicanto are strong defenders. They feast upon metal, and as such, they are powerful deterrents against those who would destroy the forests we live in. Huh. And here I thought you had a one-of-a-kind. Well, I guess it is one-of-a-kind, because it's your Alicanto. But, like, not the only Alicanto. Kind of like that other Um, Mexican one. What's the god of lightning? I'm not sure what you talk about. No? They are different people than us. Well, yeah, I just, you know. That would be like me asking you the specifics of Slavic mythos. Just because you're all white does not mean that you all believe the same things. True. Hmm. Well, I'm glad I learned more. That was super cool. Well, I'm glad you have taken the time to listen. Not many do that. Even among the druids, most would just accept my help and otherwise ignore me. When they're not 
blasting out my eardrums with this garbage. Wait, didn't you have a trailer? Why don't you blast your music from your trailer? My trailer was at the Druid Growth. Oh. That blew up. None of us have been back since... Oh, that grove! Is it not safe to go back? You said you had killed the skinwalkers, but the shaded man is still at large. If he is the the one I am thinking he is, then I would be wary to go up against him. Wait, you can remember his face? No, but in battle we destroyed two hearts within his chest. There is said to be a, a mad blood wizard who travels the world and steals the hearts of practitioners. By devouring them, he steals their powers. That is the only creature I know of that would lose two hearts and still continue fighting. Well, that's good to know. Now I have to look up shadow people and heart wizards. Oh, dear. Well, if you ever want to get your trailer back, let me know. I'm a detective, and I do that sort of stuff. I think that would be very nice. And from there, we're going to cut to Father O'Malley. Yes, my son. Who would you like to be talking to? Uh, probably Grandma. Grandma is sitting in a foldable camping chair near the fire with Granddaughter standing near. She's smiling faintly as she gazes into the fire. Good evening, Grandmother. I was hoping I might be able to speak with you for a few moments. Yes, Sir O'Malley, Father O'Malley, what do you wish to be called? You could just call me Donald, if you'd like. Very good, Donald. It's clear to say that when we met, it wasn't necessarily on the best of terms, and certainly uh, we've had ideological misunderstandings, but your people... Uh, have helped us greatly in this madcap quest, and certainly you have uh, helped me directly and indirectly, and for that I wish to thank you, and for the danger that uh, we may have put you in at times, I would uh, wish to apologize, and I do wish to thank you as well for providing a place for our erstwhile night. Uh, he was in a very, very bad shape, and it pains me to think of him returning back to our lord in that manner. Though the songs we dance to are dissimilar, there is but one grove. I... I find it strange that, despite having returned the Grail successfully... I've yet to hear from the Vatican that the threat I was sent to eliminate is over. I know that your people uh, travel in many circles, and it might be the case that uh, 
You may have heard of something on the horizon. If you have any information that could help us when we return to the mainland, that would be most helpful. Time flows like the ocean. Ripples can be felt well before the impact is seen. But the ripples are here. I am certain you will hear from the church soon. Well, let us hope. Once again, I I thank you for all that you and your people have done for us and uh, for any services or friendship that we may continue to have in the future. Do not discount the wisdom that you have brought to us. You have shown us another form of beauty, the light that glows within you. You may feel that it may be dim, but it shines as an inspiration for all of us, whether we walk your path or not. I can appreciate that. Uh, she rests her hand on your arm and smiles gently at you. I smile at her and just sit and watch the young people dance. Not unlike they did the first day I met Trevor and Sir Osmond. Sir Osmond. My time of revelry is considerably shorter as I run out of breath almost instantaneously and I take a step away and look for the nearest orchid plant with which to call upon the name of the good lady Titania. Indeed, you find one not too far off the main path in a small clearing just the perfect size for you and one other. My lady Titania, my duty is done. The, the work is finished and I've, I've seen my brother's duty to its end. A gentle, cooling rain begins to fall. And as the water meets your skin, you feel refreshment like you haven't in ages. As it washes down your body, it washes your stress away. Your aches subside. And it becomes unclear if I am releasing tears in this moment. The orchid by your feet blooms larger and more begin to spring up all about you. The entirety of the ground in this small clearing is covered with them, and as the rain stops, a gentle wind blows, upon which you hear a gentle voice. Rest. It is time to rest. Welcome to the middle of the show. And by middle, we mean two-thirds or something. Meh, somewhere in there. But hey, it's 33. And while that might have sounded like a good ending episode, that's not an ending. That's just a send-off. Because, well, if you were paying attention, Sir Osmond has retired to safety. Which is something you can actually do when you level up in this game. You can be like, I'm out, I'm safe, I'm going home. So, Sir Osmond is no longer a player character in this series. That doesn't mean we're not going to see him down the road, maybe, but 
he is relegated to a side role. And you certainly haven't heard the last from good old me. Yes. Keep listening after this, and I'm sure you'll get a taste of what's to come. But as we like to do around here, this is just our mid-episode reminder that you can check out The Umbrella Theater presents Expeditions of the Extra Normal everywhere you get your fine podcast recordings, whether that be Podbean, Spotify, iHeartRadio, the Apple iStore, just about anywhere you want to find a podcast, we're there for you to listen to. And we want to thank you all for taking this wonderful journey with us. And now, back to the show. A train pulls in at the station just outside of L.A. There's hundreds of people shuffling about. Smoke churning up from the locomotive. And we see a man stepping off of the train, cell phone in hand. His fashion sense is a little out of date. And he's being given a bit of a wide berth by the other passengers. Thirteen hours of travel, if you consider that I originally started in Austin, so I'd really like to know why you had me circle all the way around into Reno, Nevada, before finding my way here. I'd love to know. Oh, well, fancy that confidentiality. Oh, people get an upset stomach from soda. That's not really big news. And you don't need my expertise to di- Fine, it's a little more than a tummy ache. I'm sure the hospitals are doing just fine. They did what? Slow down. Repeat it. Well, how many? Were there- What do you mean his name's Quincy now? (sighs) All right, all right, all right. I'll figure something out, like usual. Yes, and then you'll get a call from me. That's how this works. He angrily snaps the phone shut and begins pushing his way through the teeming throngs. Freaking L.A. 